Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun, week-ending hit of sport for Friday the 20th of May. Today, a spicy drama brewing at the swimming championships, the US trump the AFLW's new pay deal, and the flying mullet is at it again. But first... I'd like to make an announcement. Possibly as early as today, the AFL is set to announce that the 2022 grand final will be played at twilight. Twilight. The expectation is the final game of this season will be at 4.30pm instead of its traditional 2.30pm start as the game seeks to maximise the TV audience for the grand final, which will finally return to the MCG after two seasons played interstate due to COVID. The argument against the shift to a twilight fixture is that it makes viewing more difficult for kids and families. Won't somebody please think of the children? Both the 2020 grand final played at the Gabba in Brisbane and the 2021 final played at Perth's Optus Stadium scored monster audiences due to the games being played in the evening. And former Collingwood president Eddie Maguire is certainly in favour of the twilight switch for the sake of a bigger TV audience. It's not about getting them to play, it's getting them to watch and see the ads. (laughs) And if you're prepared to leave $50 million on the table and have us be behind three State of Origin games and an NRL grand final at a time when we're fighting for our life and we're about to get to it because the ratings are off, and people aren't turning up to so the games. So that's the metric. You've okay. got to be off your head. You're saying a major point. It's I don't 50 agree. million. I it's think the, the AFL Commission slot. are absolutely derelict in their duty if they do not have a good look at this. Jeez, Ed, tell us what you really think. Day two of the Aussie Swimming Championships are in the book, and one particular performance put not just Australia, but the world on notice. This world record is really under threat. It's under siege. Zach Stubbley Cook. Can the Olympic champion become the world record holder? Stubbley Cook is right on it now. Keep going, son. Zach Stubbley Cook. That world record. Will it get away from him? No, it won't. I don't reckon. Well done. World record for Zach Stubbley Cook. The Olympic champion is now the fastest man ever. Over 200 breaststrokes. Zach Stubbley Cook delivered a world record-breaking performance in Adelaide last night to literally write his name into the record books. It's a bit surreal. <laughs> um, to be honest, like, it doesn't feel real yet. It hasn't really sunk in. It'll probably sink in over the next few days. It felt pretty good at the 100, so I, I knew I could bring it home, but, um, yeah, I didn't think we were going that fast. And sure, Zach's is a nice, happy story from the championships that we can all get behind, but there's also a much messier story developing in the deep end of the pool. Quick reminder of what happened on night one of the championships. And Cody Simpson not that far away. The big thing is, though, under the QT. He's equaled the qualifying time of 51.96, so he is right on it. Former pop star Cody Simpson finished third in the 100 metres butterfly final, which is good enough to qualify him for the Commonwealth Games in July. And because second place getter Kyle Chalmers has indicated that he won't swim at the World Championships as he tailors his program for Paris 2024, Cody will also get to swim at the World Championships in Hungary as the next fastest swimmer behind Matt Temple. Are you going to Budapest? Oh, God, I hope so. I mean, that's a dream come true. Like, I had a great swim this morning and so much progress from last year. I've just been busting my ass all year, so... It's amazing to see results like this pay off. Uh, Cody, you can just slow up on packing your bags for a second, mate. It's my dream to be a butterfly. I started out as a butterfly, and I've always hoped to do butterfly. My, my body hasn't allowed me as much to this point. Um, 
So it's nice my body's finally going okay. And like I said, I want to swim it in Paris. So I've got to start practicing and getting myself ready to do that. Kyle Chalmers has had a change of heart and is now considering taking up the spot he rightfully earned at the World Champs when he finished second. And when asked about the impact on Simpson, Carl was pretty blunt. Was there thought process behind if you do go to Worlds, if you take that spot, it's probably disappointment for Cody Simpson? Did that come into play? No, I think, you know, there's six other guys in the race as well that's disappointment for, right? So for me, swimming's a cutthroat sport. You've got to finish in the top two to, to get the individual spot. So it would seem that Cody is headed for World Championship heartbreak. Actually, that sounds like a good name for a song. A one, two, three, four. Cody Simpson. On a day where the AFLW announced a landmark agreement that sees the players score a significant pay increase for next season, the bloody Americans have only gone and one-upped us. U.S. soccer and the men's and women's national team unions announcing a historic new collective bargaining agreement. Every player, man or woman, will be paid equally. Yes, the Yanks have gone and split everything straight down the middle, 50-50. The new deal will not only see the women's national team earn the same amount of money as the men's for friendlies, World Cup qualifiers and other competitions, but most significantly, the teams will pool whatever prize money they win and it will then be equally distributed amongst both sets of players. Why does that matter? Because the Men's World Cup prize pool is $440 million, while the women's is just $30 million. Put it this way, for winning the 2019 World Cup, the US women split $2.3 million in prize money amongst the whole team. Meanwhile, the men, simply for qualifying for the World Cup in Qatar this year, will earn $10 million, which hardly seems fair, given that the US women have won the World Cup four times, and the US men's team's best result was when they finished third. And that was in 1930. We're getting our asses kicked. But under the new deal, that $10 million the US men's team will earn goes into a pot alongside whatever other prize money the two teams get, and it will be divided equally amongst the two teams. It truly is a big step in the right direction for the US. Now, if we can just get them to chill out with the guns, that country might get somewhere. Let's play some golf. Golf is back on the scorecard because the PGA Championship got underway in the early hours of this morning and our main man Cam is at it again. Cam Smith now at seven. Beauty, mate. And that's another good one there. That is a beauty. Landed and right. better. Wow. Landed right on that down slope. Cam Smith, who was right in the hunt all the way to the final couple of holes at the Masters earlier this year, looks as though he'll be a contender at another golfing major posting an opening round of two under, leaving him three strokes back from round one leader, Rory McIlroy. But it wasn't such a promising opening round for the other golfer everyone cares about. Tiger Woods struggled, shooting an opening round of 74 to be nine shots off the lead. But it's still early. Go Tiger. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Friday the 20th of May. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you Monday on The Scorecard. Listener.